Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's a J-M-I-E, your 171st favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down this road of nerdiness. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking It. What is It? It was a Stephen King novel that was produced in 1986 that became a TV miniseries movie in 1990 that just got remade in 2017. So we're going to get into that. But before we do, I just want to talk a little bit about my movie-going experience. Went and saw it this past weekend, and uh, there's a couple things I wanted to say. First off, if you're somebody that talks during a movie, and I'm not talking about whispering to your friend, I'm not talking about you know doing a jump scare and screaming, oh my God, or something like that. I'm talking about these people that go to the movies and legitimately want to talk, have conversations, just constantly yell at the movie screen, talk to the person next to them. We do not like you. Stay at home. Um, I did not pay $10 to hear you complain about your day or to ask a million questions to everybody, not even the people you're with. It's annoying, and we please ask you to refrain from doing it because it's a pet peeve that everybody goes to the movie for. Movies are so expensive now. Why are you going to try to ruin everybody's movie by your inconsiderateness of just talking and screaming the whole movie? So if if you if you're one of the people that do this, just stop going to the movies, stay at home, and and just annoy people there because we don't want to hear it. Two things that happened at the movies that I, I just got chuckles out of, and I figured I'd kind of share it with you because well, this is my podcast and that's what I like to do. The first one was I heard a guy actually say Pennywise the clown, it uh, comes back every 27 years. That's the general consensus of it that's what he does there was a guy who when this was said in the movie theater he goes well they're just ripping off jeepers creepers now are you stupid what like legitimately are you gonna let something that stupid come out of your mouth jeepers creepers while it was a good movie more likely ripped off the it genre part of it because simply because of that this movie came out in 1986 jeepers creepers was not a thing was not thought of at this time I don't, I don't know what you want to say, but that's just the truth. I mean, it came out well before, and it was a predecessor. So, if anything, Jeepers Creepers ripped off it. Let's be honest here, guy. There's another person that when the movie ends, and this is, isn't really a spoiler because you know how it is. When the movie ends, it says, It, Chapter 1. And I heard multiple people in the theater go, What? There's going to be more than one chapter? How, how can this be? What? Oh, man, we're going to have to wait for some, another one. Yeah, I mean, if, did, did you not know the movie going in? Did you not know the, hear about the book or anything? I mean, you know, I know that there's some people that didn't and they just saw a movie and thought it looked scary. That's fine, and maybe it's just because I'm getting old. You know, maybe the today's generation just isn't listening to it. I just doesn't know about good books or doesn't know about cheesy uh, TV miniseries movies starring Tim Curry. I don't know, but that just gave, them two things just gave me a little chuckle that they happened and... You know, it's just I figured I'd share them with you as we go on. Um, and I just I want to say this: I'm, I was conflicted on doing it because I'm, I'm reviewing the movie, but I, I don't want to be very spoiler heavy. Like you know, like I'm one of them guys that even when I say spoiler alert, or if I say I'm not going to spoil stuff, I'm going to end up spoiling stuff. That's just how I do. I talk about movies, I love movies, and I usually end up spoiling things. So this movie being so fresh and so new, I was wondering: do I need to say spoilers? You know, do I should I spoil anything? 
And then I thought to myself, well, the book's been out for, what, 30 years? Uh, yeah, it's about it's 30 years or more. The TV show came out 27 years ago. So, I mean, is it really spoiling? Because chances are you already know this stuff. Chances are you already know the uh, plot of it. Chances are you already know what happens. So, I'm going to say for this episode, possible spoilers. You're warned now, possible spoilers, because if I'm talking about a chance or I might end up doing something. But let's get into it. Uh, it It's a good movie, and, and I, I really wanted to do a counter kind of the same many times. I make like an it joke or a pun joke or an it pun in this because it's so easy to do. And I'm sorry if you hear something chewing or rattling or tapping. Uh, my dog's running around here just being silly, so I'm, I, I just apologize for that heads up. But, you know, right now, I'm going to say that this features, this episode, this first show movie is about the, the children's side of it before they come adults. And this, if you like Stranger Things, if you like the Goonies, that's what this is. It's very Stranger Things, Goonie-esque, as you get a group of ragtag, quote-unquote, losers who band together to take on It, which is a presence that's been abducting and killing children for hundreds of years in the small town of, De of Derry. And the kids, they all do a well job. They all work good together, and they all have their their own place. And you have Bill; he he's got a stutter. He's the the leader of this little ragtag group. His his brother Georgie is killed at the beginning by Pennywise, and so he basically spends the movie trying to find his brother. And he's the one that kind of spearheads the whole taking on it head on. You have uh, Ben, who's the new kid and the fat kid, and who ends up falling in love with Beverly which is the only girl in the group who is slut-shamed by pretty much everybody in this, you know, the school and even the, the adults of the town, which I'm going to say this before I get into the rest of it. The town of Derry, the adults there, there's something wrong with the adults there from the fact that Beverly's dad is a pervert who keeps calling her his girl, and you can tell, while it's never said, you can tell he's he's doing some stuff he shouldn't be doing. I mean, it's it's a little disturbing. Let's just say that to we're gonna to Eddie's mom, who's got Munchausen syndrome and makes her son a hypochondriac and thinks that that you know he's dying and he shouldn't be around anything. To the creepy, creepy ass pharmacist who's hitting on a twelve year old girl because she's flirting with him to let the boys steal some medical supplies. That'll get into it when you see the movie. You'll know what I'm talking about. But but it's just the this town is creepy. Like like the adults in it or something wrong with them anyway. So, I just want to say that, that maybe that's why this is happening. But anyway, we get back into it. You have uh, Richie, who's the kid that wears glasses. He's the mouth of the group. The, the and If you know the, the actor, um, Finn Wolfhard, it's because he's in Stranger Things. And you love Stranger Things, as I love Stranger Things. And Richie's the mouth. And for 1980s kid who's 11 years old, he's a savage. I mean, the kid's a savage. He, the way he talks, his comebacks, he's got a swagger about him that's just hilarious. He is the comedic relief of this movie, and he does not disappoint in that role. He is hilarious in his delivery, his comebacks, his quips, his snaps. I don't know if this was all completely written for him, if he any of this was offhand or whatever, but whoever, whatever it is, great job, great job. You have Mike, who's... He's the black kid of the group, and basically the one whose whose parents have passed away uh, in a fire, 
And the antagonist bully in this, Henry, doesn't like him because he's black, doesn't want him in the town. He says it multiple times, so you get a little racial undertone. But he's the the black the he's the quote unquote black kid in this. Eddie, we already went over. He's a hypochondriac. He's the one that's always, you know, I don't want to touch this. I don't want to do that. I, I could get sick. You know, he, he's pointing out that this gets you sick. This gets you sick. You have Stanley, who's the the Jewish kid, who's just scared. He doesn't want to do it. He he does. He he's always afraid to do anything and you know they all work well together because they all have their their little marks and their little quips and it just it works so well the movie is very well shot i'm gonna butcher this name of the director so i think it's time that we play it here we go it's time for everyone's favorite game show can he pronounce the name correctly the director's name is Andy Muschietti. 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 Um, Michelangelo. Hell, I, I don't know, guy. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm terrible with names. If you know me, you know I'm I'm just garbage with names. And But it, it, you can tell that he's a, a fan of horror because he takes this movie, and while there are jump scares, they're not cheesy, cheesy jump scares. They are legitimately there to unnerve you and they're well placed at the right time they're not too in your face about it and it's really well the way it's done this movie for what it was in the in the 1990s tv miniseries which if you go back and watch was really campy which they had no money and it was made for abc so i mean you couldn't do a lot with it this is a big budget rated r movie and i'm so glad they decided to go with that because I, I can't stand PG thirteen horror movies. I, they they just they they as a fan of horror uh, of, of the horror genre myself as a huge horror movie movie fan. PG thirteen horror movies just just they 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 grind my gears because there's no you, you can't really do anything in a PG thirteen god awful cash grabs and I I just glad that they went with it with it with an R rating because they could have easily tried to make us a PG thirteen movie to get that more you know, get more monetary, get more money, gain more from it, and they didn't, and they went into it, and it's not over-the-top gory, there's a few parts that are, it's not completely just this over-the-top gory, um, again, very well shot, very well done, one of the best horror movies I've seen in a while, um, it's not truly scary to me, uh, I don't know if it's just my sensibility to the horror genre being, uh, different, or if it's, it just wasn't scary. Um, I know the people in the theater with me. A lot of them were jumping. A lot of them were, you know, creeped out. Uh, it's very creepy. The movie's creepy and the movie is unnerving. But as far as it's being scary, I don't. I don't know. It's hard for me to judge. Um, I know a lot of people I've seen it that said that it, was, it wasn't scary to them. Um, some of them might be just putting on brave faces. Yeah, that's right. I said it. You probably jumped and screamed, but it's okay. I digress. I don't judge. The, the, again, the movie changes a little bit from what the book is, which again, every book, you know, when, when you go to a book to uh, screen, you can't go usually page for page. You got to take some liberties because you only have a two hours to tell a story and they're going to split it up into the kids, which is what this is in chapter two is going to be about the adults. And I'm glad they did that and they didn't try to cram everything into one movie because it would have watered it down too much because you can't get this entire scope of this huge story if you've ever read this book you know it's a monstrous undertaking this book um it's basically two books put into one and it's, it's it'd be impossible to do in two hours to make it worthwhile gonna get into it and say this um pennywise the clown 
and this is played by uh, Bill Skarsgård. I don't know if it was written this way or if it was just a choice by him, but he's taking this and he's he's trying to genuinely be creepy and unnerving. He's genuinely trying to be uh, a, a clown of your nightmares. However, I do prefer the Tim Curry version of it in the miniseries simply because Tim Curry had a... Tim Curry's just great in general. He's a great character actor, and he's just he's he's got something about him that it just works in almost everything he does. And in that, and when he played uh, Pennywise the Clown in the It miniseries, he has a a funness to him and a a provocativeness and a charming that I think you needed when you're a clown that's trying to lure kids to their death. And he he did it so well. With his voice and the way he could just switch a dime and go from being a charming, laughing, you know, just a clown to being this demonic presence that that's going to feed on children. I don't think Bill Skarsgård uh, actually has that. Again, it might have been his choice to do it, play it like this. It might have been just the way it's written and he interpreted it that way. I don't know how it is. He's not bad at it, but there's certain times when his his voice just doesn't have that 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 grabbing appeal that to me Tim Curry did. He, how, how can I put this? I don't want to sound like I'm putting him down. Personality that Tim Curry did. That's probably the best way I could put it. That's not to say it's bad. He takes the role into his own. And and again, the movie's, the movie's really well done. And I, I tell anybody to go see this movie if you uh, enjoyed the book, if you enjoyed the miniseries, or if you're just a fan of horror, uh, the horror genre in general. I think you could enjoy this book because that's that, that that's what this is about. Um is is it's actually they're bringing a horror movie back to a horror genre again the the acting in this all the kids did an incredible job the only kid people i didn't really like were the, the bullies it's nothing against them it's just for, they didn't look like bullies to me i mean i know it's in the 80s but there's mullets and there's the guy kid who played henry bowers uh nicholas hamilton does a decent job you know of playing a kid who's basically his dad's the chief of police, and he's not bullied, but I guess his dad's not exactly the best dad in the world. And, I mean, he he, he plays Henry okay, but I don't know. Something about these bullies just didn't make me feel like they're, like, like, like the, the, the dread of seeing them like I should. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. There's only so much you can do with an 80s teen horror drama. There is one thing I want to say about this, and this is the spoiler alert. Beverly Marsh... She's a two-timing hussy. Yeah. I said it. Because, and this is this is probably the one part where I am spoilers. She, at one point, she gets trapped by Pennywise. And and she's floating because she's not scared. So he hasn't killed her. But the rest of the kids are down there trying to find her and save her. And and, and Ben, the, the fat kid who's basically in love with her. And wrote her a uh, postcard with a poem on it earlier. That she didn't know was from him. But she got this heart fluttering moment when she read it you know she's like oh somebody loves me because uh, she she thought it was bill who wrote it uh but it ended up being ben and she's in this trance and she's floating they pull her down they can't get her to wake up and ben kisses her brings her out of this she reads the poem to him he knew it so she knew he wrote it this kid just saved your life I mean, legitimately, he brought you out of a trance. Women, you know, a lot of girls always talk about this fairy tale moment 
of meeting a guy. This guy literally just snow whited your ass, kissed you, and brought you back. And then after the whole thing at the end of it, they're having their little meeting, you know, their little ragtag group where they go off their separate ways. And it's left to just uh, Bill and Beverly. And uh, they go to leave, and Bill runs back at Beverly, cause who's now moving to uh, Seattle to be with her aunt because her father, again, is a creepy, creepy, creepy man. And she hit him with a toilet tank uh, lid. And <laughs> go, and Bill runs, and he kisses her. And then she kisses him. And the only thing I'm thinking is, like, really? Like, and again, this plays into it. This plays into the uh, thing later on, I understand. But it's the whole thing. It's like, you're, you're going to kiss Bill. And I understand you like Bill. But you had a guy, a kid, literally, literally, fairy tale your ass, sweep you off your feet, bring you out of a trance with a kiss. And you can't give the kid that. I think you're fat shaming him. I'm being honest. That's what I think it was. But I digress. I'm not going off on that tangent. Anyway, the movie is it, it, very great, very well done. Um, if you're a fan of the TV miniseries, it's nothing like that. I mean, it's basically the same premise. They change a few things. But the, the miniseries is campy uh, TV movie. And again, it's, it's not good, but I love it because of that campiness. I love campy B horror movies and stuff like that. And it's just, if you go back and watch the 1990 miniseries movie, you see how just terrible the acting is, how little the budget is, how non-gory it is, how the scare factor is not really there. The only good saving grace of that is Tim Curry playing Pennywise the Clown. And this movie is much better than that. Uh, it, it actually shocked me because I was really scared that the movie was going to suck because we all know the majority of remakes that uh, Hollywood's doing just don't live up to the potential of what they should be simply because... Again, it, I don't I don't know if it's really because we we love the original so much, the original is so good, or if we're just you know that if we're just so ingrained to hate something that's not what we knew and love. But this movie is is really well done. Um, right now, it's one of the better movies I've seen second half of this year. If you want to know what my first ones are, the the my favorite movies of the first half of the year, uh, go to a friend of mine's. Uh, YouTube channel Geek and Thought, and you can see the half-year movie review with me and him on YouTube, and that that'll give you that. This is the second half of the year. This is one of the better ones I've seen, and that that's just it. Go see, go see it. Support it. Go like it, and tell all your friends about it because it's it's really it, it it's it's really worth a, a watch, and I think you'll enjoy it if you're a fan of this podcast. If you're a fan of the horror genre in general, that's again talking about it but not trying to get too spoilery i don't want to i don't want to waste a lot of your time i didn't want to get a lot into it uh and take a risk on me spoiling it because i know how my big mouth is thank you to everybody for listening to the nerd pool podcast um if you're listening to this on soundcloud you can still catch it there but just so you know uh, i am now also on itunes just go to itunes search nerd pool podcast hit that subscribe button leave me a five-star review leave me a comment and if you hit the subscribe button, the podcast will be downloaded into the device of your choice whenever a new one drops. I'm also on the Stitcher radio app, and I'm on Google Play. So there's you can catch me anywhere you want, you know, on all the biggest uh, apps, on any phone. Uh, you can catch me anywhere there. Thank you again to everybody who supported the Nerd Pool podcast. Thank you for listening. And for all the chimichangas and tacos out there, that's Nerd Pool. See ya.
Okay, boy, stay.